Hello, everyone, and welcome to Young Professionals Guide, where we focus on bringing you insights about different careers and what it's actually like, so that you're better informed on deciding your own future. Today, we're going to talk about what's it like getting your first job after graduation and how did the first week look like. I'm your host, Radian, and let's jump right into it. A little bit about myself. I am 24, currently living in the Netherlands for four years. I was born in Israel to a Russian family. I uh, lived and studied in both countries while uh, Israel was the main one. At 15, I moved to Austria with my parents, where I also went to school and graduated with a diploma in IT. I uh, soon after found a job in the Netherlands, uh, right after graduation, and uh, moved near Amsterdam, where I kicked off my career. Talking about careers, I have two colleagues of mine from Yacht, and they're here to talk about their first day at work. Danny, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello everyone. My name is Danny van Rixel. I'm the commercial manager for uh, the office of Yacht in Utrecht. I'm working at Yacht for the last five years. I'm working like 13 years now. Good day, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Angelo Persico. I'm working for the Randstad company now for almost six and a half years, 31 years old. After uh, graduating the Bachelor of Commerce, I uh, started at the Randstad company and uh, since then I'm working here. That is so long. Six years and 13, you said? Yeah. Holy crap. That's pretty much like combine both of them together and that's how long I live. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell me about how your first day look like what what did you do to get your job like 13 years ago or in general how long ago did you get your first job danny uh, well the, the moment i got my job is actually during my internship yeah uh, i did uh, management economics and law but i want to do a like more commercial uh, job so i went to the dean at school and they said well it's something like a realtor or something at a job agency is quite commercial, so let's try it. And I visit them both, yeah, so the, to the local realtor and Randstad in this case. And I was quite enthusiastic about both, but Randstad was a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. They said, well, you can, you can come. And it was an internship for, I think, 14 or 15 weeks prior to the summer holiday. And yeah, it was quite good, like an internship. So I had to do a lot of simple tasks, a lot of things on paper, archives and documents. A long time ago, yeah. a lot of documents that we're not having at this moment anymore. But uh, yeah, it was quite a long time ago, yeah. Did you see yourself back then in the position where you are right now? Like, could you tell yourself in 13 years, I'm going to be where I am with all the paperwork that I'm doing? Uh, no, no. I was happy to have the internship that it was something more commercial, but I haven't seen it during that internship like I would. And uh, do you think the internship is the reason why you are working where you're working right now? Not sure, because I did like the internship, but what I wanted to learn, I haven't done that during that period. So they asked me to stay during the summer holiday to work there part-time, but again, a lot of things on on paper, archives, etc. And I want to go back to school in September. And they asked me to stay after the summer as well. And it was quite hard because I wanted to buy a house for mm -hmm. my own, but part-time going to school, it's going to be difficult. Uh, I didn't know if I make enough money uh, yeah. to buy a house. We're to the point where we actually talk about buying houses while you're that young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, so it was quite a difficult decision, but at a certain point they said at school, well, you can go through the third year, 
but you can do it part-time as well. So I went to school on Friday and or Saturday, depending mm. on the week. And I worked at the Ransat from Monday until Tuesday. Monday until Tuesday. Monday until Thursday. 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 Damn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, did you have time for, you know, university studying? Uh, how, how did it look like for you when you had both of them at the same time? At the end, I was proud of myself that I made it, but there were, there were a lot of points during that time where I doubted to continue because it was quite hard. Studying or working? Uh, no, mainly studying. The combination. The combination. The combination. Because the, uh, on the Fridays I went to school, it's from 2 in the afternoon until 9 in the evening. Mm -hmm. So it were quite long days. I was only getting information about the projects you needed to do. And the projects you were working on, you were doing that at home or at work. Mm -hmm. So there was not a lot of free time in that in those two years yeah. that I did. So I got my house, uh, I got my study, but during the first two years in my house, I haven't had that much free time. So uh, it was quite difficult. Who needs free time anyway? <laughs> time is for the week. What about you, uh, Angelo? How did your uh, first uh, job ever look like? What did you go oh, through? My first job ever was when I was like 14 or 15 years old, but... Um, Slavery uh, doesn't count. Oh, okay, Nate. Then, uh, <laughs> okay, Nate. Yeah, actually it was kind of funny because I did some internships uh, abroad in Spain and in Germany. So I was looking for a company who was also international related. And well, by, by chance, I suppose I um, did some um, job interviews mm -hmm. uh, at big corporate companies as well. But by chance, I just sent my, uh, my resume to a friend of mine who was working at a, a Tempo team. Yeah. Like, oh, can you check my resume to see if it's, uh, if it's okay and uh, if I can um, add some stuff? And well, that's how I got connected with uh, with Tempo Team. And he asked me, well, why don't you want to come work with us? We are also a big corporate and yeah. uh, we have some, uh, well, if you have international ambitions, you can probably uh, achieve them as well with this company. So that's actually how I got in. I got a job interview, which was very exciting, of yeah. course. But uh, yeah, I got it. And uh, then I started to work also in the in the same city where uh, where my colleague is living right now. So that oh, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now we're all sitting here talking to a microphone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pretty cool. And yeah. was it uh, what you expected? Or yeah, well, say, it's, what you it's more or less like what I uh, suspected, mm -hmm. but every day is a different day at work. Uh, I searched for something which was very uh, commercial, uh, sales-oriented, but I think my first job was not so sales oriented as I suspected it to be because you had a lot of recruitment tasks as well. But, you know, I learned a lot over there. So that mm -hmm. was what I loved about it. Yeah. All right. And was there more learning to it than you expected or um, did you jump in and did it go smoothly? I jumped in, but it never went <laughs> <laughs> Does it ever go smoothly? <laughs> it still doesn't. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot. I think uh, especially the first year, you, you learn so much. Yeah. Uh, starting at a new job, starting a professional career is quite hard. Well, you have to pay attention all the time and, and learn from your colleagues and manager. And, and uh, what's the difference then? Like Because in university, you have to study, let's say, in a certain structure. Is there any structure that you study by? while you're at work any any let's say uh way you do this how often is it let's say uh is it something that reminds you of university studying or yeah. is it something completely else for you well it's it relates to each other especially the my first job you 
Well, that's, I think, the advantage of working at a, at a big company versus a small company, I suppose. We have, uh, like, a, I think, a three-month period, three- or six-month period, where you have an onboarding program. Yeah. So you can study or practice on the job things every day to just check it. And if, they, if you fail, they fire you. Uh, probably not if you are uh, if you're getting the results. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. You know, you you have to study, but you also have to work hard. And I think it's a variation of both that will get you through the jobs and the contracts, of course. Okay. And uh, how is it like uh, for you then, Danny? Because it's a bit of a different experience than Angela, I would expect. Yeah, because I started it during my internship and I got like a stamp on my head, like he's temporary here. Oh. So uh, <laughs> it, it was fine at that moment, but not a lot of people are interested in putting extra time in you because you're there only temporary, right? So, oh. uh, so you have to do a lot of finding out yourself and asking for extra work, etc. So it was like in a way of standing out. Yeah, standing out, but also to do something that you make yourself feel more valuable to the team that you're working on. So, like, I remember a team meeting where they were complaining about the, the, the lack of time they have for certain activities. And they wanted some extra hands on that activity as well. And I offered myself, well, I can help. Yeah, that's great, but you're here temporary, Danny, so uh, we have to get you access to the system, and etc. so it's going to be hard. And It's still a problem, by the way. <laughs> Getting access takes two weeks. Yeah. yeah, so some things never change. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of depressing at that moment because sometimes you want to be valuable, you want to work hard, learn hard, but the people around you still remind you constantly about the time that you were supposed to be there and again after a couple of weeks there was a more progression and i could stay probably after the summer yeah well i i got some more work to do so um uh, at the end it was okay but uh, worth it it was worth it but it was it was a struggle because you don't have a lot of experience yet yeah so you don't know is it smart to be angry or is it smart to go to your boss uh, because after constantly asking and not getting any decent reply on your questions it's um, it's quite frustrating as well so yeah i had to uh, put on a, or sometimes a happy face well okay we're going to do it but um, was not not that happy all the time not happy all the time what would make you happy then in this situation where uh, you're trying not to be naggy, you're trying to get some, uh, let's say, specific answers, but you see that you're not getting the, the answer that you want? No, I, I learned at that moment and I still, I'll do it in this time quite often as well. Uh, it, I think it's very good to, to discuss with the manager at that time, what are the mutual expectations? Yeah. Uh, so what do you expect from me and what do, you, what do I expect from you? Especially that, that last question, I think I don't have really the balls to ask that question or to say what I expected during that period. Yeah. But in the moments after that in my career where I did that a couple of times, people are open to discuss. Yeah. And people like it when you, when you ask those questions. And uh, it helped me until the end of the day to do that. And at that point, it was a good learning for me. Did you, did you ever got some kind of situation as well? That uh, I had to ask questions, specific ones, or uh, what do you mean? No, that your expectations were not needed. Oh, 
So yeah, um, actually that did happen to me at my first job. Um, I was expecting that I will be in, let's say, the center of this uh, little project uh, because everyone told me like, uh, yeah, Radian, you should totally do that. Uh, eventually, you know, this is uh, where you will stand up to the management. And uh, so I was working hard for that client, right? I had to repair some um, infrastructure uh, that was required at that point. And then they're telling me like, oh yeah, rating, good job, thanks for doing that. And they, they forgot about it. The thing is, uh, they told me like, okay, yeah, you can use that in order to ask for more things and you can expect more similar work in the future. But what happened was it's, it just stopped, the management kind of forgot about it. And it felt that in that period of time, you know, it was something that was always going on in the back of my head. Like, I need to do this. They're probably thinking about it as well. Like, they're expecting me to deliver this and that. Eventually, when I was delivering, uh, all they did was saying, like, okay, thank you, bye. And I imagine being in that state for, I would say, a week, a week and a half, where uh, it's constantly in the back of your mind that you need to because they expect you to because it's also in their head. This is what you think. And yeah, let's say the grand finale was not that grand eventually. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, where expectations were not met. So Radian, can you actually tell something about your first uh, first job? Um, yeah, first job, hmm, let's see. That wasn't that long ago, I would say. I graduated when I was 20. I remember that was uh, summer 2016. I literally just got my diploma. It was so fresh. It was even warm from the printer, you know. But even before that, I started looking for jobs. I had no clue what exactly I wanted to do because there were so many things outside of there. And your diploma just said like, uh, yeah, you can do this in general. But what exactly do I want? I had no clue. So uh, what I did was literally just, I created a CV with the help of uh, my teacher, right? And I just open LinkedIn and typed in a lot of things from infrastructure engineer to what was it to some work with uh, coding development. Again, I did not know what I wanted to do even after graduating. At some point, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to send uh, my CV uh, to a lot of places and I'll get accepted somewhere. Eventually, I'm getting a call. I was still living in uh, in Vienna at that time, and um, I sent, I think, like 50 different applications in Austria itself. This is a number I remember because I kind of rounded it up, and something like five in the Netherlands. I was planning to move here uh, at that time. So out of those 50 in uh, Austria, I only got a response from like something around eight, five of them saying uh, no thanks. The other three came in, I think, like a year and a half later. Yes, a year and a half later, I got a response. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for some response. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, maybe you can update us in about two years from now. <laughs> in the Netherlands, I got a response from four, uh, two saying, no, thank you. Uh, we're looking for someone who's already here. Uh, and I, I scored two interviews in the Netherlands, while Austria, the country I lived in, was like, nope. So eventually I had an interview in two different companies. One of them was uh, here, well, here in uh, Amsterdam. And I remember getting the call, you know, uh, it was for me something like almost midnight. Uh, the call was from New York. And the guy said on the phone, after a review, we decided to uh, take you in. Your salary is going to be this and that. At, at this moment, like my brain disconnected. I was like, oh, shit. Oh shit, it actually is, ha oh wow, okay, now what? And then they said like, okay, thank you very much, uh, we're uh, hoping to see you soon. 
Then he hung up. I remember like putting the phone down, you know, and just like in my head, I was jumping, <laughs> jumping, jumping, jumping. And then my mom came into the room and was like, so how did it go? I'm like, I'm moving out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I came to the Netherlands on the bus. Took me like 24 hours to get here. At least there was airco. Uh, just to sign a contract. Well, took the same bus back to Austria, and pretty much I had to find an apartment here. I did it, and my first job was kind of like, yeah, welcome. You're gonna be a backup engineer at this company, and here's uh, the things that you have to do. And uh, good luck. Sorry, which uh, which things do I have to do? Um, you know, backup engineering things. I'm like, uh, okay, can you be a bit more specific? Well, uh, yeah, uh, why don't you ask your colleagues? At that point, I had just one colleague because the team was new. Uh, he, he explained to me the things that I had to do. But the thing is, he also didn't know what to give me because he had like his things that he was doing. And he was like, out of nowhere, imagine, oh, yeah, here's a guy. Um, tell him what to do. So uh, he showed me what he was doing, and I looked at it. And again, going back to that access thing, it literally took two weeks until I got everything. So um, expect that. But yeah, this was my uh, first working experience. But one thing for sure, um, since you said you did an internship, um, I did something similar. The, the reason why I think I got accepted for this junior position is because I was doing one and a half years of internship. Same guy in Austria, lovely person. It was started as, uh, well, you need to do this internship. But eventually it kind of like grew out of this because it was really good. So I think that actually helped me to kickstart my career abroad or in general. And yeah, that was pretty much my experience of getting <laughs> the first job ever. And it was fun. Did I know what to do? No. Did I manage? Somehow. It's okay. <laughs> Can't complain. <laughs> But yeah, are you guys working also with recruitments in general? Do you talk a lot about what you expect from candidates, what skills you need, uh, what characteristics? Is it something in your field? Do you mean uh, other companies in oh. the recruitment agencies? or? Uh... Yeah, other companies or here in general recruitment. Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, we both have a sales position, so we are in contact with a lot of uh, other clients of ours. So the the most things that we discuss about is not only uh, job experience, actual experience, but also like competences yeah. and skills, like uh, the personalities of people, which I think are getting more and more um, important than, for example, 13 years ago. <laughs> so yeah, actually we do. So maybe you could answer me this one question. I see a junior position that requires five years of experience in DBA, six years experience with Java, 24 years experience in Python. I'm 12, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Go to the play guard. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's difficult, you know? Some companies, they do ask like five years experience as a junior position where you already are working in the same company for five years. Uh, yeah, you. I think if you are looking for a job and you are excited about a job, just try to contact the, the company. Uh, but I think like there's a million people that are doing the same thing. How do you stand up? Yeah, I, I think try to get a, a personal contact. So I think nowadays the recruitment process in a lot of companies are standardized. Yeah, defined uh, standardized. Uh, well, you have like uh, the online forms where you can upload your resume or upload your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. But I think you have to try to get around it and try to just call the company, pitch yourself in like one or two or three minutes yeah. and ask them, like, I see this position. 
is it worth for me to apply for this job? And then you get in contact and have a conversation immediately. So it's like the informal first job interview you uh, you have. But if that is positive and they say, okay, well, uh, just send me your resume, then you already have a plus because you contact them, they know your name, and it's not like a standard procedure where you... But doesn't uh, it seem a bit desperate if you have to go there, or if you have to call them? Can they look at you in a, in a way and say, hey, he's probably desperate for a job? I would never say desperate. If you are looking for your first job, I would subscribe it more as, uh, as enthusiastic. Enthusiastic? Definitely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, I, I think you don't have to... Don't forget that 90% of all the job descriptions that we get from our customers and you compare those job descriptions with the people that are actually doing the job after we recruit some people, I think 90% of the people are different. And so they ask like yeah, 24 years of Python, etc. <laughs> but we don't find people that match 100% on a job. So I think you have to look between the lines and what kind of company is it and what kind of changes can you get out of the job description and what is the company doing are they doing any migrations in the upcoming period are they doing any projects and what is your added value in those migrations or those projects and i think what angelo said if you contact the hiring manager or the manager of the department and ask him simply hey what you're doing i see this and this in the job description can you tell me in five minutes what what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm looking for a job and I'm trying to find out if it's suitable for me yeah, or that we can help each other. A lot of people are quite interested to talk about what are they going to do in the near future. Mm -hmm. And if you can relate to that with some experience that you're having, that's good. And if not, then no, you have some more information as well for the future. Speak to the people that you want to apply to before yeah. you actually apply. Often they don't know what kind of man or woman a mm -hmm. manager is actually looking for. Eh? They got a resume internally through a system or etc. They put it online. They're searching in a resume. Well, what are the keywords? They don't make the translation from a CV to the job description. And is this person actually a fit for the department? That comes in the conversation later. But if you want to make the, a difference over there, you need to make a link with the manager or the, the different projects that are coming. Back when I was uh, still, uh, actually that was after I graduated high school, instead of going to study right away, I took a bit uh, time off. In that period, I was also trying to uh, do something like a summer job type of thing. And uh, my dad was like, yeah, take your papers, your CV, right? And go to the office and give it to them. Look and behold, it actually kind of worked. <laughs> um, I speak at the moment five languages, but back then it was four. So I uh, applied to work uh, at a hotel to work at the at the front desk there. And uh, yeah, my summer looked pretty good because I just applied with uh, you know piece of paper. Uh, here you go. This is me. Do you still uh, look for someone uh, in your front desk? I'm interesting. Look at me. So uh, that's actually a good one. But how exactly do you know that the job that you're applying to is something that you want? Uh, you don't. <laughs> uh, because I think again, like in ninety percent of the of the job description we are getting, and the people that are hired after a certain period of time, uh, there's a big difference between what they ask and what they actually get, and there's also a big difference uh, between what they are writing, what they are looking for, and what you are doing actually when you arrive at the company. It, it differs all the time. So changes are becoming projects, the board decides to move uh, to a different project or a different strategy, etc. So uh, the company decides 
sometimes that something is different at work. But I think you also have uh, something uh, you can do yourself uh, mm-hmm. because you apply for something. And when you see colleagues in a company that are doing other great stuff, you can also work together or find some cooperation with the people that are in the company. Uh, so you, you don't have to do always what the job description tells you to do. So there's a lot of room in this time for you to explore yourself and what kind of extra activities you can do as well. When you're starting somewhere new, you're afraid, you know, to take a different route. It happens quite often, but is it uh, okay to say, uh, take initiative into something that you want that might be completely different? Is it something that they might say, uh, hey, why is, he, why is he doing this? This is bad. Stop doing what you're doing and uh, get back to working on uh, what we told you. Or are they going to be more open towards it? How... Uh, Should I be afraid of showing some initiative or is it something that I should do because you never know what's uh, what's going to come out of this? Hopefully you don't have to be afraid of doing extra things because I think initiative uh, in this time where everything changes almost daily is very important. I think the market and a lot of companies are not looking for people that don't have initiative and it can bring you a lot. So yeah, you're hired for a job. You have to do that right, but you can look for the opportunities around that job within the company that you work for. And if you see some possibilities or uh, you think some initiatives have some added value for yourself or for the company, I would urge you to take it on and try to get people around your initiative as well. You know, things happen around you. How do you know exactly that? That, uh, okay, this is my uh, my time to shine. This is uh, an initiative that I can take. How do you know exactly that you jump on it? Is it something that needs to be easy? Is that something that needs to deliver result fast? Uh, how do you see it, uh, you or uh, Angelo? Yeah, I think it's just a feeling you have. Like if you see any opportunities at a company, yeah, you can just discuss it with either your colleagues or your manager if that's something they like as well or they see the added value. And then you just try and see if it fits the company, if it fits the organization and other people like it as well. And if it does, it helps a lot. And if it doesn't, uh, you you try it and you will not succeed every time, but uh, then you learn a lot about it. So. Yeah, for yeah. starters, you have, to, you have to like it yourself. You have to be enthusiastic about your own initiative because like everything, it's going to be a bumpy road. So there are going to be moments that you're, people are not participating or they don't have time for you, etc. So Do you want to tell me that things don't always go as planned? Yeah, are you crazy? Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you have to have enough energy that if anything is going as planned, you can go on with it because that's going to happen. I think so far we have a lot of things. So to thumb things up, today we talked about your first job experience, how to stand out, what is added value and how to pitch your ideas. So internships are important. You got to make sure that expectations are mutual both from you and from the person you're working for. Sometimes you just really have to take your CV, go to the place you want to apply at, and hope for the best, introduce yourself, learn how to do that. Whenever you are trying to represent yourself, make sure you stand out by doing this because even though it seems so old and not necessary, sometimes going actually helps. If you're not sure what you need to do or want to do, just ask. No one really knows what they're looking for because everything is changing. So one day they might look for one thing, the other day for another. Gotta make sure that you are very fluid to this. Besides that, it's all right not to know everything. You will learn along the way because, you know, people around you have been in a similar situation. 
Don't be afraid to be initiated because this is where the value shines. Value is appreciated everywhere. Everyone is seeking for it. Make sure you stand out. Make sure you bring value. This has been Radian, my guests, Danny and Angelo. Thank you very much and see you next time.